and welcome Hello, everybody. Hello everybody. Back to the show. Um, if you're watching, you're seeing Adam and Lauren in their fall weather. We are in our up. fall fits now. Yeah. We are in like basically all black. I'm wearing a plaid skirt. We're about to go to Oktoberfest. Yeah. Uh, downtown. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Nashville. Well, Germantown, Nashville. First year Oktoberfest, not vegan. Yes. Yeah, so we're gonna be trying. What are they called? Uh, bratwursts, but also pretzels and cheese. Oh my God, pretzels and cheese. I haven't had that. I used to have that at like, like the sports. You know they do. Things. They do brats wrapped in pretzels, like a corn dog, but mm. it's a pretzel instead. I'm very excited. It's gonna be fun. Adam's got his German roots. He's ex- excited to uh, <laughs> bring out today. Yeah, um, it'll be fun. But anyway, we're excited that you uh, clicked on today's episode because yeah. we have Megan McClure on. She's a multifaceted uh, creative, and so we had a lot in common. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll hear that in the conversation. We just were kindred spirits. Yeah, it was cool to hear how much you guys really did have in common. I know she's not an actual Virgo. What was she, Virgo Rising? She's Virgo Moon. Virgo Moon, mm-hmm. that's what it was. It was just so interesting to like, I don't think I've ever been privy to conversation that you have had with somebody who knows more than you about it's fun astrology. astrology i know it's it's not that it's hard to come by because like there are a lot of people who are a lot smarter than me when it comes to astrology sure. but there are there are across you know the country or across the world like they're not like necessarily yeah. here in nashville i don't know many yeah actually here in nashville and so. you're definitely not recording conversations with that many yeah no for sure so i mean I actually, she said that I could send her my chart and yeah. I haven't done that yet, but I definitely want to. Um, so she and I can just like nerd out and mm-hmm. dive all into my chart. But anyway, um, she's awesome. She does astro poetry. As you see in the title, it's astro poetry. We talk about slow living as, you know, creative mm-hmm. beings and how we can do that whenever we have so many passions, so many hobbies, so many interests, like how do we explore all those things and keep our curiosity alive while maintaining yeah. a slower lifestyle? Yeah. Um, and so that's like a really fun element uh, to this conversation. I love the part when you all were talking about like a bird doesn't try to be it, prove itself as a bird. It just exists and it does yeah. it the most perfect way that it possibly can by mm-hmm. just existing. It's not saying, hey, look at me. I'm a bird or yeah. I'm a cardinal or whatever. It's just yeah. it's just is. Like, yeah. It just is. It, it was really cool. I love I love hearing you guys go in, and I'm sure you guys will love it too, hearing them talk about just existing and just being every piece of yourself that you can be and, yeah. and embodying it and letting that fuel your creativity. Yeah, and then her like creative evolution too. It's like I think a lot of us, what I, what I said multiple times in the conversation with her is that like a lot of the citizens of Curio City, like what makes us, like what we all have in common is the fact that we've all had major evolutions and yeah. one of our like common denominators is like curiosity, but it's also we're kind of creative people. I think every mm-hmm. person is creative, even in when it comes to like the things that you like and what you research. Yeah. Like I, I think that that's also a, an angle of creativity. Yeah, of course. As it's it's all like about how you researcher. value and implement your creativity. It just yeah. looks different on everybody. Yeah. So, and I was like, so we all have that in common. So she spoke to that as like mm-hmm. her, evolution of her creativity and how she's like allowed herself to kind of ebb from one thing to the next like ebb and flow yeah i love that and uh yeah so changing the bio almost as often as yes you. i was like yeah i really <laughs> can't like be tied down by my bio or any yeah. labels so you guys will really like this conversation yeah it's really um, great enjoy enjoy her go follow her you know, all the things. But before we dive into our conversation with Megan, we wanted to thank today's sponsor, Blossom. 
If you just chugged your morning coffee and know the jitters will be in full effect by the end of this episode, it's time to make a switch. Blossom oat milk lattes are a delicious way to get the energy and focus you want from your coffee without the jitters and crash. Get 20% off your latte mix at drinkblossom.com with code CURIOCITY. That's drinkblossom.com with code CURIOCITY. Now, on to the episode. happy to have you and like talk with you. Me too. And I love that like you guys have such a cute space. Congratulations on that. Oh, thank you. It's been it's been like a it's been a process, you know. We've had our journey. We actually had a whole rebrand, relaunch recently. So we were deconstruct. That was the pod name and mm-hmm. then we switched to Curiosity and so it's been a whole journey, but like, I'm just so happy. And like the guests have been amazing. Like the whole lineup has just been like right on, right on target. Like everything that like we wanted it to be. So we're, we're really excited. Oh, good. Well, I'm really excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Of course. Okay. So we have a lot in common. Um, the first thing is you, I found you through my cousin, Brianna. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Brianna's your cousin. Yeah. That's so Can you cool. tell at all? Nah, kind, I mean, like, maybe in the facial no. shape, like, a little bit, but, like, that's about it. Not really. Yeah. Honestly, she um, she kind of looks like a blend between me and my sister. Like, she's more, like, my darker coloring and, like, more my sister's face shape. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, like, rounder cheekbones and things like that. So, anyway, yeah, we're family on my dad's side. So, the indigenous Hispanic side. Uh, we have that in common. But anyway, so that's – how do you know Brianna? That's so cool. Um, oh, man, how do Brianna and I know each other? It's been, like, years. Um, I don't know, probably also through, like, mutual friends of some kind. Yeah. I don't know how we, like, ended up stumbling upon each other. But I love, like, photography, so Bri's always been one of my favorite people to photograph. <laughs> well, yeah, naturally. She's literally a model model. <laughs> like, I'm literally – when I look at her and I see her photos online, I'm just like – Wow, what would that be like to be one foot taller than I actually am? I know. Trust me, I get it. I like modeled briefly for like a period of my life in a very small town. And then I got out into the real world. I'm like, oh, real models are like really tall. Yeah, she's like a model model. But anyway, all your photos are beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Um, Just how I found you is through her. But like, obviously, everybody that you shoot, like, it's just the the way you like you portray them. Um, I just, I'm obsessed. I'm also, I do photography on the side. It's like not my main thing, but I do it on the side as well. And so I just, you know, as a fellow photographer, you like look at other people's work and you're just like, wow, I love the way they capture. Like the, you could just see the way they see their, the, the person they're shooting, like basically their client or whatever. It's like, I love to see it through your eyes. It's really cool. It's like very beautiful. Yeah. I love like the inspiration that we get from just like looking at everybody else's stuff. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, that's such a cool idea. I never would have thought of that. Or like even just looking at you in your cute little space right now, I'm like, look at her. She's got like all the vibes, all the aesthetics. I love it. Big fan. (laughs) That's so fun. Well, great. Like I said, we have a lot in common. And one of those things is that like you're multifaceted. I'm multifaceted. We do like a lot of creative things. And you also, I know are big about you know keeping like more of a slower pace of Mm -hmm. life like whatever it is that kind of keeps that like flow going we have that in common as well as um for a long time I had in my bio it was like um a spiritual being documenting my human experience Mm. and right now you have something similar I wrote it down it's oh 
your an internal diary of an external evolution. I'm like, okay, that's like the same ethos. Like we're very similar in that. Yeah, I love that. That's a, do you know Patty Smith? She's like a so amazing, amazing writer, but that's like one of her quotes that I pulled from her book. And I'm like, oh, I feel that deeply. But I also Beautiful. was creeping through your stuff and I, you have, you're a Virgo. Is that right? I am a Virgo. Okay. Yes. I'm an end of August Virgo. So I have like that uh, Leo tendencies as well. Mm-hmm. Like I just kind of pull from that as well. What, well, yeah. What's your, what's your like Zodiac? <laughs> Well, I love the Virgo because I feel like we're so like in love with like small details of life. So it's like, oh, uh, how do True. we just like slow it down a little, you know? So you're a Virgo too? I have a Virgo moon. So okay, Virgo moon. Yeah, emotional world, very like slow on the inside. Um, but yeah, Virgo moon, Aquarius sun, and then a Cancer rising. But oh, okay, do you know your okay. your top yes. three? Of course, of course, yes. So I'm a Virgo sun, Capricorn moon, Pisces rising. Nice. I got the double earth, but then that Pisces keeps me flowy, airy, like the a little bit of the disorganized chaos comes from (laughs) my Pisces. But I'm so thankful for my Pisces. Like I otherwise like that Virgo Capricorn thing is just it's just it's very structured. It's very um yeah, like you said, like detailed. I'm all about like the origin of like origin mm. stories what's the like ideal way to do anything um be anything and then that pisces is just like mm, gosh under the wind like whatever let's just try it all <laughs> yeah i resonate with that for sure i'm like oh yeah, yeah. it's kind of similar you know cancer rising is like kind of like your pisces rising so it's like that right. creative external worlds and then deep on the inside we're like yeah, but does it look right? Is it straight? Did we like right. organize it well? It's like a mix of everything, which is exactly. great. I love that you're so like, you're so into astrology and we're actually, we'll, we'll talk about that today. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to like really get into your head about it all. Cause I honestly, I'm, I'm super into it. Um, I have friends that are super into it, but I don't get to always have like in-depth conversations. So like, obviously that's going to be something that we talk about. <laughs> um, but before we like dive right into like all of that, um, let's just like, kind of get your story a little bit a little bit of your background share your your journey um on like how you got started in photography and writing because that's kind of your two main things right now although I saw you play piano too um you do all the things I get it I get it but yeah just kind of share your journey and how you got to kind of where you are right now yeah so I wish I could take credit for the piano piece um that's actually a friend of mine and we look very similar but she's okay (laughs) I I want to be that good at piano I'm not but I love her for it and I want her to like transition some gifts my way (laughs) yes give her like ask her for some lessons I have a piano behind like behind (sighs) me I don't know if you can tell but like that's a big like baby grand and I'm like I don't play that well so anyone who does play I'm like please come over like this piano needs love like it needs a lot more attention than it's currently getting so well I'll come like bang on the keyboards you know I'll figure out what I can what I can pull out um but yeah so all the things multifaceted like you said and I actually love that you own that so well because I think that's one thing about people sometimes we feel like we have to niche into something and Mm -hmm. that's actually in some ways, like really unnatural, right? It's like we're very complex people. Um, But for me, photography and writing, I think just always came super naturally. My dad was really into photography growing up. So I think I kind of got some of that from him and just by watching. And I originally started photography through um, 
being like a model really early on and like when I say model I mean like really small town like yeah nothing crazy um but I would take my camera with me like behind the scenes when we would do shows and things like that and it was really fun to just photograph people so that became such a hobby for me and then the writing I mean I remember being little and being in my grandma's house and I would just sit at the keyboard and like write her poems so I Mm. think really early on that was just a way of expression so That was kind of how everything started, and since then, it's been both photography and words are a way of just expressing whatever's going on on the inside externally, right? And it's like a way Mm -hmm. of um, kind of like a painter, right? Like, we don't always know what we're feeling until we see it laid out in front of us, and I think words and photography have a very similar feeling. Mm hmm. I, I, as you mentioned, I am always paying attention to detail, and I did happen to notice, at least in my I don't know if it was my Instagram was lagging, but did you literally just change your like description from artist to writer? I did. Yeah. 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 I noticed that. I was like, okay, so is that feeling more like in line with you right now in this season as like your writing? Oh my gosh. I think there's this big limiting belief that I've been working with lately and I'm, I'm loving anytime I see something that's kind of like, no, you can't do that. I'm always like... Mm. Yeah, I can. And I'm going to figure yeah, out. Yeah, like, watch me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Watch <laughs> me. I'm like always like betting against my brain. But um, yeah, same. <laughs> but a good, great Virgo detail. But um, yeah, I changed it from photography to artist to writer all within about the span of a week. And something mm-hmm. that anybody knows if they've been following me for long enough is like I have no shame of kind of like, well, yeah. I've changed my mind again. Oh, okay, well, yeah. I'm going this direction. Like, I'm just very whatever I feel in any given moment until it feels right. Yep. For as long as it feels right is kind of where I'm at. But writing is one of those things for me that I had this huge limiting belief around of like, oh, you can't make money being a writer. Um, yeah. It just felt so hard to me to make that work. And then yeah. they created Substack. And uh, do you know right. what Substack is? Yes, okay. I do. Yeah, my, one of my friends, her name is Alice Gretchen. Mm-hmm. She actually introduced me to the world of Substack, and she has like a yeah, it's like a whole paid subscription sort of situation. Um, yeah, go ahead and, and tell us about that. Yeah, and so Substack was kind of that weird bridge of, oh, people are actually paying me for my writing. Like this is so weird, and it's just like overnight. Sometimes your limiting beliefs can completely change. So. Mm. writing for me has always been the thing that I think is the thing I'm the most proud of. Like if I really had to go back through and and look, it's writing and it's my most pinpointed way to get to the point of how I feel. So if I can inspire Mm. other people with that and I'm inspired by reading other people's, then for me that becomes like one of the most important things to focus on. What are the kind of themes that you cover? Because I know like when I was on there and I was doing my sleuthing, so you do like like you talk about like sensual money sensual living like just sensual like sensuality is like a big part a big theme for you and like how do you how do you combine personal stories and your emotions and astrology into into your writing oh my gosh all the things it's like how can I just (laughs) combine it all together uh so for a long time writing for me was really around love like that was such a big Mm -hmm. focus of my life for so long and In astrology, the planet Venus rules both love and money. So it's like Mm. they're the same energy. We just have different times of focusing on them as we kind of grow and change. And so for a long... What is your Venus? Oh, my Venus is Sagittarius. So I'm... Sagittarius? Okay. (laughs) 
What's... Mine's Leo. Okay, great. So we're both water risings. We both got fire <laughs> Venuses. Fire Venus, yeah. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I feel like we're very similar. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm picking up on that. <laughs> no wonder Brie likes us both. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. I can make so many fire Venus jokes, but I'm going to save those for later. Um <laughs> Send them to me. I'll just like add it to the content that we post about it later on. <laughs> this is for all the fire Venuses out there. Um, but yeah, so for a long time, it was all about love. And then as I kind of started to grow in terms of, you know, getting closer to my 30s and now I'm starting to think about, okay, well, what is career? What kind of like legacy? What does that even mean? Um, yeah. It started to lean more into the realm of like, how can people actually create lives that they love that are like creative while also like not stepping into that role of okay I'm killing myself to get this thing done or I'm becoming like incredibly masculine in the way that I work um Mm. like how do I still enjoy my life while authentically creating and mostly I think it's because I had such a big limiting belief around that like can I actually be an artist and like still live slow and make money not be like the starving artist who's like desperate taking every yeah Mm-hmm. exactly I understand yeah so that slow it's like that slower pace like living that we kind of talked about mm-hmm. is there do you have any advice on how to like achieve that there are so many people especially in our community one of the big things we talk about is that a lot of a lot of the curious cuties that's what we call our community are are multifaceted people like that's it's like a blessing and a curse in a way because you just feel like you can do a lot of things and so there's so much like we want to put your energy towards so many things and eventually that could be kind of draining. You can like lose that sense of like a slower life. Like how, how have you achieved that or like what have been some of the challenges or do you have any advice as far as that goes? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I break it down to schedule, honestly, like, mm-hmm. uh, especially this is helpful if you are self-employed, it's gets obviously more complicated if you have like a full-time job or kids right. or things like that. Um, But for me, I am self-employed and I don't have kids, so pretty much a free calendar to kind of structure it how I want. And so what I started doing, I think during COVID, this was kind of like my period of figuring out a schedule that was new Mm -hmm. to me, Mm -hmm. but finding the mornings to just let it be whatever you want. It's like Mm. creating for the sake of creating. It doesn't have to be anything that you're paid for. It doesn't have to be anything that's like going anywhere. It's like following your own creative wormhole and like see where it leads you. And that's so satisfying to people with like like multiple curiosities of mm-hmm. what can my brain find today? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, because this is a, a big community of curious people, it's like that tends to lead towards that sort of like wanting your hand, like kind of in everything. Mm-hmm. And there's actually nothing wrong with that. It's like, but finding that balance between, um, I think, I, I don't remember if it was, maybe it was Liz Gilbert. She kind of talked about like not forcing like your passions to not like backing up at it against a wall or a corner being like, make me money. Like you have to like make me money and like finding that balance again, because if someone's like me or yourself, like for me personally, being a Virgo Capricorn moon, right? Say those two things. I'm like, I easily want to take the things I'm passionate and good at, good at. I easily want to be like, now make me money. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love that cash flowing in. Like I want to see that come through on that side of it. Like I love that abundance, but sometimes that will completely drain and squash that creativity. And without the creativity piece, it's like, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, so of course, like we need money and finances, but it's like there, there has to be that balance. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that 
exactly what you just said has been like so on my mind recently. So I love that that's kind of like something that you're already very aware of and know how to put words to it. Because it's so true, especially for creative beings, right? If we put so much pressure on it, it's like almost like we squash the light out of it and then it's not fun anymore. Um, I have this theory, I don't know if it's true, but I have this theory that make money off of the things that come really naturally to you and don't take Mm -hmm. too much like effort. It doesn't take too much time. It's not um, almost kind of like a struggle to become somebody else in order to do the thing. It's just like, Mm. oh, I'm good at this. Maybe I Mm -hmm. am good at numbers. Maybe I'm good at writing. Maybe I'm good at, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And finding a way to make it interesting, but then also using all your other time to like dive into things that are just exciting to you. But I have that too, where I like want to make money off of everything because I'm like, okay, what kind of funnel can I make? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, because you're just like, well, it's worth it to me. It's obviously it's got to be worth it to all these people. Mm -hmm. I love that advice though. That's like a really good tip because there's so many things you can be creatively passionate about or excited about, but like finding the thing that's ease, like that brings that ease and, or that's just easy for you to do. And then being like, okay, if this is already easy, it's not like not taking a bunch of effort, then like how that is the thing kind of to focus on. And for me personally, in the past couple months, that's when I've realized that my love and my passion has always been this podcast and it's had its evolutions and I've, I've certainly had mine. (laughs) So like I, it's the thing that I've realized, like I've come back to, I'm like, I do a lot of things. Like I, I'm a writer as well. Um, and like I even, I was in Cannes this year because a project that I did, like it won an award. So I was like, am I that, am I, am I a writer? Is this like what I'm supposed to do? But it just happens to be like one of the things that popped off. Like I don't, it's, it's weird though. Cause I wanted to tie my identity so much to it because it had these accolades, right? Mm-hmm. It was like recognized so publicly. Um, and it's something you can kind of tout around. So a big part of me was like, okay, well maybe I'm just going to identify or, or parade myself as a writer. Mm-hmm. And as much as I am that, like that is something that I do. I've realized, like I said, over these past couple of months that like, that's not the thing that I want to, like, I'm not trying to make writing unlike yourself. Like I, I don't want to make writing, like, I don't want it to have to make me money. Like, yeah. that's not the, th- that's not where, like, I would love for it. I was like, well, sure. I'm, who's going to like turn that away? But like my focus and my ease and the thing I want to show up to every single day is like this podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to have these conversations. Like, this is like my dream to like sit down and have good conversations with people and work on this and, and do the emails and book and like work with collaborators, collaborators and partners and brands. And like that, I, that's me. Like, that's what I love to do. And it's easy for me and other people hate it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's some people who would hate this shit sandwich that requires being a podcaster. Like that's like what you have to like think about if you can't tell, like if you know Liz Gilbert's work, like that's also from her. Yeah. <laughs> so her, her work really changed my life. Um, and this was years ago when I first read like Big Magic and I've read other things as well. But I always tell people like Big Magic was like the turning point for my life. Like my whole creative life was completely changed from that because before this I was um, an artist. So I've, yeah, I've lived many a creative life. But Anyway, thank you for that tip. I'm sure Curious Cuties, like you're going to take good, like a takeaway from that because that is the thing you need to focus on. It's the thing that comes easy for you. So anyway, thank you for that. Now, I know you're passionate about like all things self-development too. Like that's just who you are. Like that we have, again, we have that in common and the astrology thing, like you're Mm -hmm. super into that. How has 
astrology influenced your creative work and your personal growth? And like, are there any specific um, astrological insights or like practices that, that have been like specifically meaningful to you? Yeah. Um, oof. I got into astrology originally because I went through like a really gnarly breakup when I was like 17 years old. And, uh, mm. you know, like we all do, we look to astrology the most whenever we're like, my world is falling apart. Yes. Please someone tell me what's going on. <laughs> exactly. It's like, we just need to know. We're so, we're, humans are such funny creatures. Like we just need to know things, you know, we're like, I can't explain then it's it. Like, oh, I feel better now. Now that I like know that there's a reason or like this was meant to be, it's like, then I'm actually okay. Yep. Otherwise it's like, I'm just torn apart for like, you just feel lost. Yeah. Our brains love to rationalize things. It's uh, truly funny how that works, but uh, that's originally why I got into it. And then it's just been such a helpful guiding light. I think yes, from like the birth chart perspective of like, you know, you're a Virgo, I'm an Aquarius, great things like that, but especially transits. So when you really get into Mm -hmm. what's happening for me now, I find that to be really helpful because I think Mm -hmm. we go through these growth spurts and sometimes we're like, am I just falling apart or is there like a reason? Is there a reason? Yeah. Is there a reason for the madness? And if I can find the reason, then I feel so much more. Okay. (laughs) Again, we love to rationalize things. Of course. Um, so I, I definitely recommend anybody, especially if you're like in that 27 to 30 range, Saturn return, baby, Saturn returns. They're no joke. I mean, they are truly a time where it's like, okay, you're entering into the next 30 years of your life. What do you want to yeah. do with it? And it's Has your Saturn returned? Like where are you at now? So, I'm 28 now. So it's uh okay. it's Returning. present. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when does do you know when it it stations like returns for you? For me, I believe it's March of next year. So it's close. Okay. But it won't okay. directly hit until March. So we've got oh some my gosh. time. I understand. I, I, so I just turned 30. Okay. Um, and so my Saturn return was, was that earlier this year? It might've been earlier this year. I don't remember. Um, I think it was, and it's actually amazing. Like I'm so glad to be done with my Saturn return. So just to give you like, I mean, something to look forward to. I will say like, I think mine was also around March. It was like spring ish, the Saturn return, but then it was like, there were a lot of little like pieces that were still kind of falling into place mm-hmm. um, for several months, literally until my like thir- my birth month. So August, um, August and like right before that, I was like, oh, my God, wait, wait, the clouds are clearing. I'm seeing a path. That's the whole like I told you about the podcasting, like the rebrand, all these things like came together and I'm like, oh, OK, my Saturn has finally returned and I'm finally settling into it because mm-hmm. at first, I don't know if this is how it's going to be for everybody, but for me, I was like, okay, Saturn has returned, but I'm, st- I don't, I'm not like there yet. Like it feels like I'm still walking. Like I don't have my footing quite yet. Mm-hmm. And so just to give you a little bit of hope, like it feels amazing when you settle, it feels amazing when you're like Saturn has returned and you're just like stepping into the next, like, like you said the next 30 years of your life I'm like yeah yes I am like I feel that I see that and I it makes sense now but whereas a couple months ago I couldn't have said that it made sense so just to give you a little bit of hope there what do you feel is like your biggest takeaway over these last couple of months of like your biggest kind of learning lesson and all that well the months or you mean like my Saturn return I guess yeah your whole Saturn return (laughs) because that was a whole thing in and of itself well 
So for me, that's like whenever I had my biggest, obviously my biggest transformations, I was like raised religious. I was in the Christian music industry. I left that everything like I had a very torn relationship between my sister and I because we did music together. I deconstructed my faith. I got married and not in that order, but I got married to sort of my faith. And then the band with my sister wasn't happening anymore. I had a whole new identity. Like, well, I had no identity at that point, it felt like. Um, and yeah, I started the podcast and I was like just asking a bunch of questions. So my thing is, my Saturn return was like literally every single identity I've ever possibly had. I mean, every single one, like down to family things, like was just pop pop like taken away from me like like I don't have that anymore nothing is real like who am I am I f- I'm just a f- like do you ever feel like a plastic bag like Floating like Katy Perry says yeah I absolutely felt like a plastic bag and that was okay like I just didn't know when that was going to end it truly felt like I was like am I crazy like I am going over and over I feel like I'm just like evolving so much like no one will be at ever be able to like keep up and at times it it truly felt that way I was like I don't even know what I'm doing I'm just trying everything and that's a big part too it's like once you lose those identities you're like okay well I can't just be nothing like so you put on identities too Mm -hmm. and there's like comfort in labels there's comfort in like even communities that like I don't really even resonate with now it's just like any kind of um like harsher opinion and, and, and harsh is not the right word but like anything I could like stand on, I like gravitated towards. Um, I was vegan for a long time. Mm -hmm. After I deconstructed my faith also, I was like, I felt like I was super, like, I was like very political, but like to a point where I was like, I'm, I, I care a lot, but like not in the way that like super social justice Lauren was, Mm -hmm. you know, like she just, she was very upset all the time. Um, And so, yeah, I just feel like there's a lot of trying, there's a lot of losing yourself and a lot of trying things on. And then finally, like I said, the clouds clear, your Saturn returns and you feel like it's supposed to be returned and you're fine, but you need to still find, find, find your like footing Yeah. and then it will, you will. So I guess that's like my biggest takeaway from my Saturn return is like, it's kind of a shit show, but yeah. you'll get through it. <laughs> yeah. I love, I heard somebody say once and I really love this. They're like, your Saturn return is basically just an, an initiation. Like it's, yes. we think that it's kind of like, okay, it comes and it goes and then like life goes back to normal, but yeah. in essence, like Saturn's mastery. So it's like introducing you to a new right. level of mastery you didn't Oof. even have access to before. You're just like, what is this? And why does it not fit with all the other things I've tried on? Right. Trying on. I, that's something that curious cuties have heard me say for years at this point, like just try it on, try things on. Mm-hmm. And like, like we said, like, that's beautiful to do. But eventually, like, it gets really tiring because you're like, who am I? Like, <laughs> what am I doing? Especially in today's world where, like, everybody wants to slap a label on you, a niche on you. Mm-hmm. Like, you better pick. Are you an artist? Are you a writer? Are you that? It's like, well, I'm all those I'm things. I'm everything. I'm everything. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, that's <laughs> who I am as a human being. So Yeah. It's, uh, it's so huge to, like, remember that because I think, to your point, we get so hung up on, like, what are we and how – How do I make money out of this? How do I become somebody who's like the person in this? And the more I feel like the theme for me recently is the more I lean into trying to hold on to something, the more it just seems to slip away. And there's something like, so when we look at nature, like birds aren't like, I'm a bird. And like, you know, it's just like, 
everything just is what it is and that comes with like so many right. layers so a bird isn't saying like i have a bunch of cardinals out yeah in my yard and they're not saying i'm a cardinal like mm -hmm. this is who i am see me through it's just like they just are they just cardinals. are like yeah yeah actually that's a you actually do have a big element of like nature mm -hmm. in your well, who you are like it just you kind of exude like that nature-esque earthy girly vibe which again i relate and that, like your love for um like romance and also coffee love coffee, <laughs> coffee romance nature like all those elements like are there you go see i like i'm right now i'm like in a big tea mm. like time of my life um because my friend she she works with peak anyway it's a whole thing so i'm like i'm all about the tea but i was a coffee lover my like adam my adam my husband adam who's also on this podcast he um makes coffee like a he was a barista for a long time so mm -hmm. it's like we have all the coffee things and so mm -hmm. anyway that's something like i relate to you in that as well but like how are these like those elements like nature and all of that how have they like inspired your creativity and like your daily life and and how do you find poetry because like mm -hmm. that's a big part of who you are as well like how do you find poetry and beauty in everyday experiences yeah i love that um nature influences like everything for me and mm -hmm. i mean probably all our virgo things you know it's like mm -hmm. i am so inspired by just how like simple life is and we make it so complicated yeah. you know yeah. and it's almost kind of like sometimes when we feel like we should do more the real mm -hmm. reality of it is just to do less and to like sit back um in the same way that like nature does like nature's in no hurry it doesn't like rush off to do things mm. again rush off to become it just is um yeah. so for me nature is like the more i can model myself as closely to nature as possible the more in line i feel with mm -hmm. <laughs> natural rhythms yeah and poetry is kind of the same it's like it's this mix right like nature is beautiful and poetic in its own it's also very just like realistic it's harsh sometimes it just yeah. is what it is poetry yeah. is like the rose-colored glasses to life <laughs> yeah um and so I kind of oscillate between those two worlds of it is what it is and yeah. also it can be really beautiful if you just have the attention to mm. say wow washing dishes could be just another mundane thing to do or it could be a time for me to just like really reconnect to myself, take it slow, do it thoughtfully, um, be intentional about it, enjoy that I get to do this. So mm, poetry I is love that. yeah, a lens, a lens to view life in a more beautiful way. I love that. Actually, that leads me like to my next question, into your astro poetry um, for new and full moons. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I love, that's also, so you, I found you through Brianna, but then like, I was like, oh my gosh, these full moons, new moons, like I loved that so much. Again, I'm like, I'm in astrology, and so I'm like, okay, I gotta learn more. So could you share like your creative process and the significance of the the lunar phases for for all of us oh okay yes um so i love putting them into poetry because it's way more fun to write them that way than like mm -hmm. your moon is at six degrees and blah 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 blah. yeah <laughs> so poetry makes it more more fun um but for new moons so new moons are a beautiful time of manifesting so i specifically really love to do new moon horoscopes because it's mm -hmm. a good way of saying okay the moon is in this sign which means i'm manifesting for this kind of energy and mm. when you get really like nitty gritty in the houses, then you start to realize, okay, these are the physical, tangible things I'm trying mm. to manifest. And I don't know if 
everybody knows this. For me, it took me a long time to realize this when I was first getting into astrology, but you should never read a horoscope for your sun sign. I mean, you right. can. It's like relative. But the best way to figure out what's actually happening and what am I really manifesting on new moons and letting go of during full moons is your rising sign. So yes. knowing I'm that. in the same wave like that's I also think that that's why I love my Pisces because I'm just like also it's so different from my sun and moon I'm like oh what is my Pisces so <laughs> again yes rising sign I tell everybody because it it dictates your chart mm-hmm. it's it's your what do they call it your chart ruler yeah it's your yeah whatever uh planet there is going to be your chart, yeah. ruler. Your chart um, ruler it's also like the starting point of our charts like right start your line house one mm-hmm. right exactly yeah. yeah okay I love okay so I love that and so everybody so you know read your rising and you make so you make it for the rising like you have that in mind right? exactly yeah okay. yeah okay. when I'm looking at a chart I'm always looking at everybody's rising sign because then I can okay. write for everybody yeah well when we kind of talked about like your you the connection between like personal growth and astrology but could you talk a little bit more about how that's like you that goes into play for you and mm-hmm. like how you can you connect astrology and personal growth in your work yeah um so I, I don't do readings very often, but when mm. I do, it's like really fun to see how people are like, oh yeah, I already do all of those things. Like I just yeah. am that way, you know? Um, you're like you're just confirming pretty much what they already know. Exactly. Yes. Intuitively. Exactly. Um, most astrology readings are literally just confirmation for whatever it is that you're feeling. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but it's really fun to see like the potential that somebody has by looking at their chart. So in my own world, when I'm looking at my chart, or if I was looking at your chart, being able to Mm -hmm. see the like capability that people have to go out and create things. And it can look so many different ways, but you Mm -hmm. get such a good idea of like how people are just structured and organized and what they're doing. I want to send you my chart. Send it to me. I would love to to look at it and like nerd out over it, but it's really fun. And it's like, you get to know so much about yourself just by like, even if you don't know what you're reading, just like looking up a free birth chart calculator and being like, Oh, I do that. That, yeah, and that the, you me. can go further and further into it. Like, I like have recently learned about um, th- more about the houses and like how that like affects everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I got really excited. I think it's like the tenth house is like your career. Uh-huh. I think. Okay, thank you for confirming. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing great. Um, <laughs> and that was really exciting for me because once I read into it, um, I also I use the Chani app. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you okay. So I like looked into that um, for my 10th house and I was like, it almost like brought me to tears because it actually, again, being a Virgo, I feel like my career is like very important to me and my 10th house, just like everything I read about it. I was like, this makes all the sense in the world. It gives me hope that like, yes, I do sometimes feel like rocking. I'm like rocking the boat Mm -hmm. sometimes, or I feel like I've done so many different things like anyway I don't need to go into my own personal chart but it just confirms so much and I feel like the more like you learn but the more you learn about your chart and about astrology it's like the more you want to know Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where I I don't think you can like ever stop learning like it's a it's like you could just keep diving in like forever and ever which is part of the fun yeah I think that's why curious people like really get into astrology because we're just like I can keep going so is your is your Midhaven line your career line? Is it Scorpio or Sag or what is it? Uh, now I can't remember. Oh, it's Sagittarius. Sag. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I remember that because Sagittarius 
is like my favorite zodiac. My husband is Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. Adam is Sagittarius, and I just end up like just loving Sagittarius people, like all of them, like m- the people that I'm just like you're one of those that I'm like keeping forever. Like even if we're not close, like I'm just like, I'm always going to like think they're awesome. They're always Sagittarius. Yep. And like even celebrities that I'm like, I feel like we'd be besties. They're Sagittarius. Like Miley Cyrus. She's <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, for sure. So anyway, that's how I remembered. Um, And then I guess my North node also is Sagittarius. Ooh. My Chiron is Leo. So I have okay. like a bunch of fire in a, in a couple of ways that I'm like, still getting into all of that but again this is why I want to send you my chart because like I I know things but I don't know them as much as you know them so I'd love to like pick your brain oh my gosh send it over I get so nerdy about it so I would love to just like check it out send you some voice notes (laughs) yes oh my gosh I love okay okay we have to move on because I could just do this all day (laughs) I'm ready okay how, how have you um how have you evolved personally and creatively over time so since we know that you're multifaceted like are there any standout transformative moments or things that happen to you or experiences that like have shaped your journey? Oh my God. So many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. There's been a lot. Most of them are usually like synchronicity things where you can't really yeah. make that shit up and you're just like, yeah. well, here we are now. The universe is just like, yeah, perfectly timed, perfectly orchestrated. Can never do that by yourself. Here yes. You yeah. Um, one that stands out the most is uh, relatively recent within the last couple of years, but I went through a couple like breakups back to back with um, mm-hmm. two people that were kind of like in my life, one for more of a long term and more kind of like off and on. And um, I adore them both. I like have this thing, Aquarius things where I like adore all my exes. It's just thing that I have. <laughs> and um when that was happening, I went through like such a dark night of the soul because it was the first mm-hmm. moment where I was like, okay, I've been for my whole life, especially as like a very like romantic, poetic person, put all mm-hmm. of my attention onto other people. And like, yeah, that's been my world. So this is the first time that I get a chance to make me the center of that world. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even know who I am. You know, I was just like, mm-hmm. I feel so like lost. You don't have like the, that distraction of somebody else. You don't have... Right the um you know trying to put on a certain uniform for somebody else you're just like totally there with you and your own thoughts so that was a big step for me in the realm of like just deeper personal development of Mm -hmm. what do I actually really like and I think Mm -hmm. I was single for a lot of like early teenage years so I was very fully embodied and then when we get into relationships we kind of start to mold we mold we learn about ourselves right through like experiencing other people and we try on things that maybe don't fit us and then Mm -hmm. we get rid of things that we actually really did like about ourselves but maybe they didn't fit so well with our our partner at the time Mm. and so when we get on the other side of that we're completely new people who are just trying to figure out like who am I what do I even want like what's important to me um and also like how do I step into a place of really like valuing my truest authentic self so that way when I am looking for somebody else as a partner I make sure that I'm calling in somebody who really truly sees me for like right who I really am um yeah. and making sure that I also don't give that person away in hopes that mm-hmm. like somebody else will like me you know so it was just such a yeah. codependent um 
learning lesson of all that. And it's transitioned Mm -hmm. to everything else. I mean, money, career, job, how you deal with social situations, everything comes down to like, how much do you value yourself enough to not get rid of who you really are to people, please everybody else. Mm, That's huge. I, it's so crazy how breakups and like relationships when they're, when you're in a relationship, but also breakups, like you're going to be hard pressed to find somebody who hasn't been transformed by a breakup. (laughs) Um, That happened with me through multiple breakups and, things but one of the things that I've talked about on the podcast a lot is I used to be engaged um, to somebody else and I was I was with him for four years and had paid for like everything was ready to go like literally all I basically had to do is walk down the aisle so it's like it was very full speed ahead Mm -hmm. Um, and ended up calling that whole thing off and that was the first thing that like I did publicly that was like I I guess you could say wrong quote unquote Mm -hmm. because I just sent out save the dates like and it was going to be a huge wedding. Like, it was just one of those <laughs> huge situations. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I ended up calling it off. And then from at that point on, um, I have been so, like, obsessed almost. Like, it, even to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to, like, calm down a little bit. But I, with turning over my life and, like, mm-hmm. kind of making public mistakes. Whereas, because before, I, I was so scared of that. Um, and I lived in those shackles basically my whole life of just like, I just did everything by the book. I just said like, yes to everything, including that guy. Like I literally was like, yeah, mm, sure. Like this is where my, this is like the next door. This is the next uh, like thing that's like in front of me. So sure. I'll just say yes. Like I never like, I just like didn't have an opinion growing up. Um, and that a lot of that has to do with like the religious, like, gr- like the situations that I grew up in. And, um, once I did that and I broke up with, that guy and called off the wedding it's like that whole identity of being like the yes girl the girl's just like doing the right thing and following the rules that was broken Mm -hmm. like once and for all like that was like a big deal and then then after that like fell in love with my drummer ended up marrying my drummer (laughs) and um and I also deconstructed my faith when everybody knew me basically by my faith Mm -hmm. like that was like my whole identity and so it's it's actually it's so beautiful. It's crazy how much of our transformations truly come from from breakups, from heartaches, and how much of our identity is caught up in other relationships and other people. And then when we can get just like by ourselves or even when we just like simply l- learn to love ourselves and to embrace all that we are alone, like on our own. I always say like I knew I was in love with Adam when I was in love with myself, like Ooh. when I was in love with life. And I was just like, oh, and he's like right next to me, like oh yeah like you're there and I I love you I love me like this is amazing like I'm not trying to mold to you I'm not trying to be anything else and it's been he was the only relationship I ever had like that and luckily it worked out because like we're married now and it still works that way so um it's actually just like a beautiful picture of how there's a purpose for relationships whether we're in them or we're out of them like so much transformation comes from that yeah I love that and honestly like I'm so in awe of you because that's not easy to do at all it's like Mm. in fact one of the hardest things to separate ourselves from like the group right or to do the opposite of what we think everybody wants us to do it's like so wired in like our survival mechanisms of life um but that's really like 
it's pretty special. I'm yeah. thank you for being just such an inspiration for all of us in that of like you can always choose your own path and oh my gosh, yeah, even to the last minute. Yeah, you know? like I always tell like my sister and everyone else who's basically like a little sister to me. Like everyone I talk to, I like basically treat like they're my little sister. I'm like no no no, I'm a Virgo. You have to listen. Like I have so much to teach you. <laughs> I want to take care of you. Like it's I got this. We got this. Lessons to be learned. I always tell her and others that like you're never stuck. Like mm-hmm. you, there's always time to change. There's always time to change your mind. Like you're, there's never a point where you can't go back and change your mind. There's no point where you can't move forward and change your mind. Like that is a a huge theme for myself and for curiosity. That's like the whole point is like staying curious. Like you're, you're always allowed to remain curious. Like that's the whole, for me, it's literally everything in life. Like to me, it all boils down to like being able to, to stay curious and mm-hmm. to live in that freedom of curiosity where in my earlier years, like that was not available to me. Yeah. So because of that, it's been, it's the thing I care about most, you know, it's the thing I like strive for. And I like try to give for everybody else and, and help them learn how to stay and remain curious and how that's like, uh, that's actually okay. And it's, and it's safe because a lot of us were not taught that curiosity is safe. Um, and so speaking of curiosity and like that being the main theme, like I do want to ask you, mm-hmm. like, can you tell us like what kind of role curiosity has like played in your own life and like your creative process? Yes. And my computer is going to die soon. So I want to uh, okay, make sure good. that I, I say this concisely <laughs> and I don't want to leave okay. you hanging in case it does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, curiosity for me is exactly that. It's like staying open to life. And it's when mm-hmm. we feel like we want all the answers and we feel like we want to know and we want to have like a five year, a 10 year plan kind of like I don't know you know I don't I don't know what's gonna happen open remaining open we just don't know what's gonna happen and we could look at that as the scariest thing on earth or we could look at that as the most freedom anybody's ever had because you can do whatever you want exactly Ooh, I love it I love that okay so where can people find you quickly before your computer dies (laughs) thanks sorry I totally forgot to plug it in (laughs) (laughs) I'm like oh no it's getting close um Megan McClure on Instagram um, and then essentially a live guide on Substack, which is where all the gooey writing happens. I love it. Yes. Everybody check it out. I fully stalked her. Everything she's got is pure gold. So like, make sure you follow. I'll make sure to tag all your stuff in the description of the podcast. So no worries on that, but thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And like just giving us this, all of the pure gold that's just like coming from you and curiosity is just like, we're very thankful for people like you, multifaceted humans that are just amazing. So oh thank you gosh. so much. Thank you so much for having me. And whenever I'm in oh. Nashville, I'm definitely going to come bang on the, com- <laughs> the piano keys. <laughs> oh my God, please. I would love that. I want to visit you in Miami too, because I love Miami. Oh so my gosh. Anytime. Let you know if come. we ever come down, like, which we do. I mean, my sister and I, lo- she got married in Miami. Like we love Miami. So great. I'm ready. Definitely. We'll be making a visit sometime soon. But anyway, thank you for being on. And then everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Um, we love you guys. And until next time, bye. Bye, guys.